Verdugo back to the pen. He oh. caught it. He took it back. He's doing everything right now. Hello and welcome to another edition of the TC and Company podcast. Tom Karen with you as the Red Sox begin the month of June with one last game at Fenway Park, second game of a two-gamer against the Cincinnati Reds. Reds, of course, with some history against the Red Sox, but most of the history that matters between these two teams is uh, from 1975. That's a long time ago. Now, of course, the Red Sox not only wrapping up uh, that homestand, but getting ready for a long road trip. First West Coast trip of the year as the Red Sox will go to Oakland, Anaheim, and then wrapping things up in the Northwest against the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Still a stretch where they should take advantage, but as we saw over the weekend against the Baltimore Orioles, uh, just because a team might be behind you in the standings doesn't mean a win is a given. Uh, They have continued to struggle against American League East teams, have yet to win. They have lost every single series against an AL East opponent that they've played this season, and they have lost twice as many games as they have won in the AL East. And if you're going to try to dig out of the early season hole, that's not going to cut it. But you won't be playing any AL East teams for a while now. you got a chance to try to continue the success they've had against teams from outside the division. We'll see what happens out West. Things always uh, kind of go weird on those late-night West Coast uh, trips. We'll see if that plays out this way. The other interesting thing about this trip is that it begins – in Oakland, team actually stays in San Francisco, and that, of course, is where the NBA Finals will begin with the Celtics taking on the Warriors in Game 1 on Thursday night, an off day on the road for the Red Sox. Uh, we will see if they figure out a way to get to the game. I talked to one player, and, and I was told unofficially that a suite for the team would cost close to $100,000, and even at Major League salaries, that's a lot of money to go see one game. So I think there's probably a better chance that they end up uh, taking over a restaurant somewhere uh, by the bay and watching that. But it's going to be a lot of fun watching this Celtics series, uh, some of it happening around those West Coast games, so the timing is kind of interesting. going to be a lot of fun to uh, watch the NBA Finals over the next few weeks. But we're here to talk baseball, not basketball, and we do it each week with Tyler Boronsky, who leads off our leadoff hitter. How are you, Tyler? I'm well, Tuesday. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. I, I had uh, challenged you to come up with a, uh, a clever name for this segment each week. I really worked my brain for this one. What do you got? Tyler's trending topics. We are open to suggestions. We're stamping a name for now. Tweet us if you want at NASA and at TC and myself. You know, we're willing to peel it back if we get something better. I like uh, it. But, you know, That's a good start. Yeah. Tyler's trending topics. I like it. Triple T. All right, let's start there. So. What are Tyler's trending? Uh, Tyler, Tyler's trending topics. Yeah, it's our tongue twister before we start recording. Sometimes yes. so we're going to work with that. But yes. uh, it actually uh, revolves around a guy that's here at Fenway today on the opposing side, Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson. Oh. Uh, video surfaced on Twitter over the weekend. Those two out in the outfield, and you see Tommy Pham, Will Smith, and Jock Peterson—a big old slap across the face—and then you know, no, everyone sees the video. Like, what's the context behind that? Both guys speak to the media afterwards. Tommy Pham and John Peterson saying it's around uh, fantasy football is the reason. Fantasy football is why, uh, you know, there's an altercation right there. And uh, Tommy Pham saying he thinks maybe John cheated a bit with the rules and affecting, you know, him maybe getting some money, which, you know, okay, if it's, there's actually some money involved, okay, maybe he can be a little upset, not physical altercation upset. Um, and then another weird reason, um, with, I guess, Tommy Pham being 
feeling like he got disrespected with a, right. a, a GIF, which is the most bizarre part about it. And my favorite part, if you saw Jock's interview, he had to sh first show what the GIF yes, is, yes. explain what the GIF is. That was the beauty of it, is that he literally, it was like a, a, a deposition at a, a legal <laughs> hearing where, where all of a sudden Jock Peterson's holding up his phone like, this is the GIF I sent him. By the way, I think he called court. it, it felt like court. <laughs> and I think he said GIF, uh, but it's GIF. I go with Jeff. No, but Jeff is correct. Yes. Steve DeSilva, our intrepid <laughs> cameraman, saying no vehemently. 90% of the world, and, and Lenny DiNardo, I think, spoke for a lot of people the other night, said, I know it may be the wrong pronunciation, but I will always say GIF. It's the new tomato-tomato for this generation. Well, but tomato's wrong, and GIF is wrong, okay? So just say it right. It's GIF. The, the Howard Zolkowitz, our, our exact, whatever he is, uh, head honcho, I, I, he's got more titles than I have. Executive now. director of programming, whatever he is at Nesson. He's, he's my boss. He's your boss. He's all of our boss. He sent me the obituary in the New York Times of the man who created the GIF, who said, and I quote, Webster's Dictionary allows both pronunciations, but they're wrong. It's a GIF. And this is from the guy who created it. So there, I'm glad. That, that's really the important thing out of this Tommy Van Jock Peterson, because the rest of it is ridiculous. Okay, I mean, it, first of all, the, the, you just get a sense of how much money there was in this fantasy football league. The winner could have got Ness, could have got the Red Sox the yeah, sweep to see game one. Could have got me a sweep to see game one. Right now, you're sitting at the bar outside. Yeah, I'm watching on my phone out in the parking lot. It's uh, it is ridiculous that this led to this uh, three game suspension. I love that it was retroactive time served to the Friday game, which I've never heard of before. We don't want you playing against the Giants, Tommy. Just take this weekend off, play in Boston. He's in the lineup uh, with the Red Sox uh, series. So yeah, uh, enough about that. What else? You got another topic? Uh, no, I mean, that was like, that's, that's the, the story in baseball. I probably spend too much time consuming that. Um, so yeah, that was our bizarre mind. You could also see that like on the other, like the Jimmy Kimmel's of the world. Just yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Topics. It's good for baseball. Yeah. Good for baseball. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, did you see the race tweet from over the weekend? <sighs> yes, I did. From the Memorial Day weekend, it's, uh, they put out a tweet saying, you know, sold out weekend at America's favorite ballpark. Yeah. I, I just want to know, besides the social media person obviously saying it, who else is saying it's America's nobody, ballpark? Nobody. Nobody. It's it's not St. Pete's favorite ballpark. <laughs> okay, yeah, the Al Lang Stadium where they used to have spring training across right. town is a better ballpark. Okay. It is not it is nobody's favorite ballpark. It isn't the Rays' favorite well, ballpark. Number four, the Yankees complex. Yes. Is a better, is ballpark. A better ballpark. Yes. Yes. If you played if you played a baseball game at, at Raymond James Stadium, <laughs> it, that would be a better ballpark. Yeah. Anything is a better ballpark than the Trump. And and they sell it out because they cordon off the upper well, deck. That's what I was going to say. Can you really call it a sellout? No. If I still see the blue seats or a tarp, I guess, on the upper yeah. deck at the chop, so. Yeah, it's like saying tonight we're only going to have 12,000 people at Fenway. It's a sellout. That wouldn't work. You can't do that. Two so, yes, I did see that. one tweet. <laughs> Yes, so many lies. Good for them, though. I do. I, I got full respect to the uh, social media department of the Rays for just uh, taking on all the uh, anguish that they knew they would yeah, take. Yeah. And by the way, it's because they're playing the Yankees. There are more Yankee fans there Absolutely. than Rays fans because uh, we know their connection to uh, to uh, Tampa Bay. Is that it? We got any other big topics? Oh, one more. What do we got? Roger Clemens' son. Uh, oh, how about that? He's got four sons. Three yes. of them play professional baseball. First one finally making the big leagues, Cody, with the Detroit Tigers. Uh, I was curious so cool. because I know – you know, Clemens last year, 96 with the Red Sox. You started at Ness in 95. 
would there have been any overlap where you would have saw Clements and his kids running around? Oh, I saw his kids running around. Absolutely, yeah. Those early years when I was doing front row here, uh, he would be here with his kids running around. They all they all begin their names all begin with K. Yeah, they all. Which do. is phenomenal. I love that they're all K's uh, because he had the twenty K games twice. Uh, but yeah, it's really cool because they were always baseball players, and and over the years I've actually kind of followed them. They played some independent league. Yeah. I think I think one of the times Roger came back to play. What's that? Uh, the Skeeterland. Yeah, the skeeter, that's where I would see him a few times when I was covering the Atlantic League for. A and I think he played with one of his sons. Yes, he did. On uh, the same he team. With the skiers, his son Kobe was a catcher. Very cool. Kobe a bit, and right. Uh, yeah, he pitched against the team I was covering, the Bridgeport Bluefish at the time. Ah, well. see, there you go. Good. Uh, we didn't expect independently. That's the beauty of uh, Tyler's trending topics. They can go in any direction. Uh, so uh, good yeah. stuff. Well done Thank this week. You. Nicely yeah. done. We'll bring you back next week as well. It's week to week contract. Uh, I slept TC a couple twenties each time to come back and give him. Just like, three compliments a day. just like Pedro Martinez got 40 bucks from Sam Kennedy at the uh, Hall of Fame event the other night, which was a lot of fun. Uh, all right, so there's your trending topics for the week. Now it's time for the interview of the week. This week, we sit down with Red Sox catcher Christian Vasquez. A few years back, had a breakthrough season with 23 home runs, and in some way you wonder if that season hurt him offensively. Suddenly thought he was a guy who would launch all the time. Now he's back to what I think is one of the best approaches of any catcher offensively in baseball. Line drives, gap to gap, above 300. My conversation now, as he continues to play through this contract season, here's Christian Vasquez. Red Sox offense in May was uh, terrific, and, and you had some performances like uh, J.D. Martinez and Rafael Devers, but hiding in the weeds a little bit, the guy who joins me now, Christian Vasquez. Uh, terrific month of May. What did you hit? 356 for the month. Uh, line drives, gap to gap, great approach at the plate. What's been the key to, to your success now at the plate? Yeah, I think, you know, I think move my target hitting, uh, uh, be simple home play. I think that helped me a lot. Uh, don't try to hit every every ball out of the ballpark. So, you know, play my game, you know, know myself better. You know, I'm not a home run player. You know, I'm a line drive hitter. So I think that's going to help my, my approach to what I'm doing now. 2019, you were a home run hitter, 23 homers. Did that change you a little bit in a way? I know, I know you don't plan to change, but did that success, that power, the results you were getting, did that maybe take you out of that uh, approach a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I think, you know, the homer feels good, you know. You know that, so. Chicks take the long ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I think, you know, that changed my, my last year approach a little bit. Uh, but now <laughs> we got, you know, the <clears throat> the same approach of 19, you know, try to hit gap to gap and, and don't, don't lunge the ball a lot. I feel like that is kind of the whole game right now. Yeah. Maybe, you know, we all talked about the balls at the beginning of the season. Right? They weren't <laughs> flying. How many, Christian Royo? there must be seven times I thought, I'm sorry, uh, Alex Verdugo and, and Arroyo too. Two guys that there have been a dozen times <laughs> that I'm watching TV and I said, oh, it's gone. And the guy's not even on the warning track, right? Ball's dying. You yeah. almost need to have that line drive approach. If you get under it, that thing's not going to go like it used to. Yeah, yeah. I think players like like us, we need to hit line drive because you know those Aaron Judge, those guys, they hit the ball 115. You know, and, and no matter what ball you put, it's going to be gone. You know, so it's. But yeah, it's, it's you know I think you need to know yourself and 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 play. That, at that way, you know, line drive and, and don't, don't try to hit the ball in there. You know, it's interesting you say that because I think 
couple of years ago, we get whether it was the balls, whether it was the launch angle, whatever it was, we were at a point where everybody was hitting for power. Now we're getting back to you know, Aaron Judge, Rafi Devers, Trevor Story, mm -hmm. home run hitters. The, the power, the real power, is still going to play. Yeah. But everybody else kind of has to figure it out again, right? I mean, if you get into one, you're going to hit a home run. Yeah. But that can't be the approach anymore, right? Yeah, I think, you know, they're going to hit homers no matter what. Like I said, no matter what ball they're going to put. So, you know, like I said before, you need to know yourself, and, and that's going to help you with your success. Simple things too, right? Your chase rate is down, and it's probably as close to the low it's ever been. Much more disciplined at the plate. Are you seeing the ball better? Is that a, is it a head angle? Is there any adjustment you've made over the last couple of years that have allowed you to see the ball better and control the strike zone? Yeah, I think I put myself in in good position to hit and and look for specific uh, location on home plate. Uh, so like a tunnel in in home plate. So that helped me to don't chase the slider down away or fastball up in the zone. So I think that's the key for, for the chase went down. When you're catching, <clears throat> when you're seeing your pitchers, does that help you at all as a hitter? You know what I mean? Is there the, your ability to call a game, things that are working against other hitters, does that factor into what you're planning when you're coming up to the plate? Yeah, sometimes. But sometimes I think that's a trap. I think it's... it's because you need to know the, the the strength of the pitcher, you know. If if the report said that he throw like ninety percent slider with men on base, you know, you're not looking for a fastball there, you know, like so it's depends who's pitching, depends the 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 strength of the pitcher in the mouth. You talk about traps, I feel sometimes <clears throat> catchers and I've been watching this game a long time, there'll be some catchers who tend to call the pitch they have the most trouble hitting. You, rather than what your pitcher has on a given night, right? Like in a tough situation, a couple guys on, I've seen catchers, and they'll never admit it, obviously, mm -hmm. but you're thinking like, man, I couldn't hit a slider in this. And they call for the slider, but maybe, does that ever factor in? Like, do you ever find yourself saying? No, nah, not really. You not can't, really. right? No, I can because I need to, you know, call the pitch that my pitcher is, you know, convict to throw that, that moment, and, and, you know, it's, it's hard to call it like that, you know, so. Is, is you need to trust the, the pitch that is working that day for that pitcher too, you know. You've been in this organization 15 years now. Wow. Not th I'm that. not saying you're getting old, <laughs> but, but uh, how much has changed? I mean, I feel like that is a guy like you is a guy who kind of came in at the end of the old school, yeah. didn't have the information we have now, and have seen that change. Like you've been behind the plate for the entire statistical revolution of this game. Were you adapting to it the whole time? Did you embrace it the whole time? Did you kind of have to? Like, what was that like for you to go from the way it was, a little bit of sea ball hit ball back in the day, yeah. right? You know, yeah. this guy can't hit this, let's go. Yeah. Uh, to now, they're just giving you so much information. How do you get through it? How do you make sure the pitcher's not overloaded? Like, take me through that process. Yeah, before is uh, videos only, you know. We got the videos with the pitching coach and with the meetings, and now they give you tw a thousand papers with all the chase percent, all that stuff, and they give you a, a app to you. You can look everything, and it's it's fun. It's like back, you know, you're back in school doing homework, and 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 it's fun. You know, you you see all the the what the the opponent don't hit. You know, it's. It's easy. I think it's easier now, you know, with all this information to 
call a game and, and you have the, the wristband with all the, the information too. So it's going to be easier. When you have that much information though, and I saw Tech go through this when he was catching, you can get so caught up in game prep for the pitcher, you don't have a whole lot of time to get yourself ready as a hitter. Tech would be the first to tell you. You know, yeah, like yeah. his numbers at the end faded. He probably sacrificed some offense to spend more time getting his pitcher ready. How do you balance that? How do you mm -hmm. make sure you're doing I mean, you're clearly it's working. You're hitting, mm -hmm. right? But how do you make sure you get that time, you carve out the time to be ready as a hitter? Yeah, I think you need to balance your day, you know. You need to take care of your, your pitcher and take care of yourself too, you know. I think you can do everything if you have time. You you spend the time the right way and, and, and I think, you know, uh, you need you want to play every day. You need to hit, you know. Like <laughs> that's that's one on one. You know, is is you need to help the team to hitting. You know, calling games is very important. But when you're in home play, you you change your 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 job to hit. So it's it's fun when you can do both and help the team. You like pitch gun? I love it. Yeah. It's, it's, Did it's you like it right away? Because I know it's spring training. I remember. Kevin saying a little bit of uh, ups and downs at the beginning. When did you decide this is going to work for me? It, it was easy, you know, like like now with this stealing signs in second base, you know, is is you know you need you don't, you don't need to worry about that, you know. Uh, I think and it's quicker, you know, the tempo of the game is quicker and 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 for sure I like it. Is is I think going to help a lot. Everybody using it now. Walker yeah, was yeah, using was, it last night. Yeah, he was the last one to yeah. use it. Yeah, he we used it in Chicago in the White Sox, and, and he, he used it last night, so everybody's using it. Right I now. keep thinking, like, a guy's going to get lit up. That's it. I'm never going to use it again. Yeah, like, yeah. you got to have some success, right? Like anything else, if you want yeah. the guys to buy in, it's got to go well. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's working very well. Uh, uh, like I said, the tempo, and, and you can know the pitch quick. If he don't like that pitch, he say no right away, and we... We hit out another bottom, and, and it's going to say yes or no. That's what I like. I don't know if fans see it on TV, but I love watching now because, you know, Nick Pavetta will be on the back of the mound walk, shaking you off. Exactly. Like, he's not even on the rubber yet. He's like, no, no, no. You know? yeah, has, it been, has, that, has there been a shake-off scenario yet where it's sort of been hard to get that? I remember early on a couple times you had to sort of call go out or, or they're covering up. But is it all – what's been the weirdest moment that Pitchcom's uh, caused for you so far? Uh... Who took it out? Who was that? Robles. Robles. It was the battery. Was okay, off. so that was a malfunction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't because he was having a problem. Yeah, and but no, it's. I think the first time we used it was with Avaldi. I used it in Detroit, and you know it was awesome. You know, and I think it's. This game has changed so so much that. <laughs> But it's like it's, a video game now. Yeah, it's, you're playing PlayStation. So, <laughs> does that help your ability to like your ability to play PlayStation and stuff? Does that help? I don't play PlayStation. Oh, you I'm, don't? I'm busy with two kids. Yeah, so. that's. <laughs> you'll be playing with them pretty soon. Trust exactly. me. We'll get to that. Uh, how come not your voice? Why don't they record your voice? Yeah, I'm tired of. It's, it's Charlie, madam. Right. Oh my God, I'm tired of his voice right now. <laughs> I feel you should should be like a GPS. You can change it every couple yeah, of games. They, they you can know? change it. They can change it. But yeah. It's, it's okay. It's okay. I feel like if it was you, you could like, no, I want that curveball down in the dirt now, and they'd be like, okay, okay, they'd listen to you. You know, hear your voice. Yeah. Uh, you talked about the kids. How's family life? You getting any sleep? Yeah, yeah. Gabby, Gabby, <laughs> my wife is she's doing great. Uh, uh, yeah. She was here during spring training, getting ready to have the baby, right? 
Yeah. And then you guys got up uh, here. You well, got here just in time. Yes. And yes. you got up here. Danny came into the world. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Daniel. Daniel. His Daniel. Name, and Diego. Then. And they, Diego. Diego's a good big brother. Yes. Yes. Very good. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? Oh my God, I love it. It's fun. And so it's the, fun. my kid, my two boys, about four years apart. And I remember, really? yeah. And I remember the early days, like just watching the older one, watching the younger one it's was fun. to me it's some fun. of the coolest memories. It's fun. It's fun. And then when they kiss, Diego kiss Daniel. Oh my God, I love it. Oh, it's fun, and and you know they they're sleeping good. Now Diego is in school right now, yep. here in Boston. So, you know, good schools here. You yeah, make very down. good, very good. And and but he's gonna be a baseball player, for sure. Right? Is he swinging? No, no. Yeah, How's the swing? Lefty, lefty, lefty. lefty, lefty. He throw righty, swing lefty. You gotta be careful because uh, Griffin Holt became a better hitter than Brock. Really? So you know you got no. That's Sorry, a joke. Brock. That's a Sorry, joke Brock. on Brock. That's just a joke. <laughs> Uh, but it's a great. Isn't Gabby's doing well? Everybody's yeah, good. Everybody's good. Somebody everybody. asked me once, "Do you get any sleep?" And I said, "Yeah, eventually they go to college, and then you can sleep. So you got I, 20 I, years." I sleep better in the road. So <laughs> yeah, right. long road trip coming up. You get some sleep. You get back at it. Uh, that playoff run last year, uh, you were locked in. This team was locked in. That home run uh, in the 13th is that as cool a moment as you've had? I know you've won a championship, yeah. but individually. Yeah. That rounding the bases with the place going bonkers, was that about as cool a moment as you've had? I think so, yeah. That's one, two top memories of my career. Obviously, is running to Chris Sale, <laughs> number one, but uh, yeah, that's my second top memory. Uh, I remember that I run in second, but I remember David walking off with the Yankees here. I would tell the media last year that, and, and it was fun. It was. So, so loud. loud. So, uh, so loud. The playoffs last year, I'm electric, telling you, electric. maybe louder than 04. Yes. Because, you know, 04, we were all nervous. Yeah. It was loud, but it was like, oh, no, what's going to go wrong? And yeah. now it's like they believe in you. You yeah. know, when you have a moment like that, that game's going on and on. At the vet is pitching. Everybody's going nuts. Yeah. But they believe that you guys are going to win. It's a different vibe now. Yeah, yeah. It was electric. and It was shaking. Then we fight. So close. Yeah. <laughs> you know, two games away. Yeah. Uh, and that was such a great ride because nobody knew, right? Yeah. You guys went through that COVID stuff in September. Yeah. And then you had a battle to the last day just to get in. Yeah. And here you are that close. When you come, I mean, you've won it all. You know what that feeling is like. When you go home last year at the end of that, does it take a little time to, to put it away? Yeah. Knowing that we get short for two games for a World Series, it was, yeah, shock. But, you know, nobody, nobody expect to be us there you know yeah. and, and and i think that's that's uh feels good to to be there and 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 grind every area about every every pitch you've been around the game as long as you have you're supposed to go home relax in the winter not play winter ball yeah. you're supposed to relax why yeah. why why this winter why winter ball what were you looking to accomplish? My mom and my dad, they want me to see me play, so <laughs> you just say, Mom, okay, whatever you said. Whatever mom says. Yeah. <laughs> that never I changes. First. I don't call yeah. two games. But so. I know I know AC said you worked a lot though yeah. around, right? You want to get that one leg down thing. You feel comfortable in that uh, in that setup now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels good. Yeah. I think I'm you know, stealing on a lot of strikes and, and you know, better target to my pitchers. Couple last things. They are talking about all these rule changes to try to increase stealing, increase, you know, if, if the pitch clock you can't look over, you can't throw over a third time, there's going to be a lot of changes coming. Okay. And all I keep thinking is that's just going to give you more chance to throw guys out. You know, because right now they don't, they don't run. You don't get that chance that's anymore. True, true. I, I feel you used to get more opportunities to, to use that arm. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to bring the clock, the, the robot too, you know. Right. You know, they, how they're going to evaluate our work behind the plate. But 
I think throwing out guys, you know, they're gonna it's gonna be a value for for the catchers in a couple of years. Does that feel as good as a hit feels? Like when you nail a guy, especially a pickoff. I always think like a pickoff at first base, right? Yeah, it's was fun. it Tommy Pham you ended the game? You picked him off in right? Tampa. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's in 19, 19. Yeah. It was fun. It's, yeah, it's a great feeling. You know, it's a that's your job. You know, to to help the team no matter what behind the plate. You're not alone here, but you're in a contract year. You have free agent at the end of the year. Has that, does, is that different? You know, just like even spring. I know now you're into the game and nothing's going to distract you now. Yeah. But coming into this season, did that feel a little bit different? You've never sort of really been through that. Yeah, it was, I don't know, feel weird. Maybe my last year, you know, in Fort Myers. Yeah. And, and, you know, I hope we can, you know, I love to play here all my career. But, you know, this is a business, so let's see what happens. You've said that. You said you'd love to retire here. Yeah. And if, if, if you don't get something done during the season, would you be open? I mean, I know some guys say yes, so yeah, of course. you'd listen. Uh, yeah, of course. Why not? Of Why wouldn't you listen? Yeah, I'll listen. Exactly. <laughs> Nesson's listening. I'll listen. Uh, but even if you don't get something done, you get to the end of the year, that doesn't rule Boston out, right? You'd certainly be as interested in signing after the year as any other time. Yeah, it's, you know, let's see what the table is, is open and, and what, what, you know. Kind of nice. Said, yeah. I mean, I know it's, it's nice to hold the cards. You don't get to do that much in this business. Exactly. You right? know, it's an honor to retire, you know, with one team and, and, and wear that seven for all my career. This team, uh, you know, you can, you can sit here and look at that scoreboard all day and it'll mm -hmm. tell you where you are, right? Yeah. You can't hide from that here at yeah. Fenway. They should change that. <laughs> they should put that so yeah. you should put it so the other team has behind, to look at it, right? Except <laughs> unless you're in first place, then you bring it back up. But, I mean, all you can do is play, right? Yep. And, and you had a little stumble here, but by and large, I think last night was the first time in three weeks you lose two in a row. Yep. So you, going to, you don't have to win 11 in a row. You just have to win two out of three, right? Exactly. Just win series. series. You still believe yeah. this team's got that in them? Yeah, I think I think uh, we need to, like you said, you know, win series, and and we're playing way better than than April, and, and the 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 quality of bats of everybody is changed a lot, and, and I think if we continue to do that, we're gonna be fine. Bullpen's been tough at times, and you've got. The, I think it's strange because there's no defined roles necessarily right now. And it begins, you know, when Maddie was hurt at the beginning of the year, that sort of put things in a, a little bit of a spin. As the catcher. Does that make a difference for you? It's just, you know, you, whoever's coming in is coming in. You know them. you got to get the best out of them. Has this bullpen got the arms that they can get it going? Yeah, I think, you know, no matter who's coming, you know, you need to try to get the three outs and, and, and pitch with, with their the strengths, you know, when, whatever they have that night and, and compete, you know, that's, that's the goal every night. You got so many different arms. You got guys who throw 100. You got Rich Hill who doesn't throw 90. Yeah. Does that is it fun for you as a catcher that you have different looks, different arms, different deliveries, different uh, release points? Yeah, we have uh, two guys that throw at three quarters. You know, it's it's fun to see all those those release points. You know, it's it's hard to hit. You know, when you have a uh, hundred here, like a guy from down here, and 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 it's tough for the hitters. And and I think we have very good arms. Garrett Whitlock is fun to watch. How good is he going to be? I feel like he's just starting to figure out how good he is. Yeah, it's, I think, yeah, he's very good. He got great stuff, great stuff, great kid, uh, very talented. He worked, you know, very hard and, and, and get used to it to start it. You know, it was last year was coming from the, from the pen and, and it's different. It's different, but I think it's going to be good. I can ask you finally, <clears throat> I've always said, and again, 25 years I've been doing this, the certain guys have that kind of blue collar, dirt dog, busted every night. 
they connect with the fans here in Boston. You've been one of those guys. I think since day one, fans have taken you. Do you feel that? Do you feel that connection with the fans in Boston? Yeah, yeah. I think Hughes is very special. I never tried another fans in my career, but uh, I think they're they're very special. Very, very. They love the team, and and no matter how the the stands are, they they come and they they support every night here, and that's very special for us. It's crazy. Celtics in the final. Yeah. You guys came close last year. You've won while you were here. It's crazy how this city city seems to have some city of champions, right? I mean, this is the golden age. They're they're in all time. Is it cool? How cool is it to be a part of that? You know, now we have a I have a a ring in my my fingers. It's very very special to you know put something in this city. Is is you can you can tell when you walk in the street and everybody knows you and and and. A good good game last night. They tell you, and, and that's very special from them, and, and that's why it's nothing like Fenway Park. Celtics gonna win? Yeah, they hope. I hope so. Steph Curry's a big Red Sox fan. Really? Yeah, you met him? Have you met him yet? Uh, Curry, no, no, no. huge Red Sox wow, fan. His dad, Del Curry, was around really? here. Yeah, grew up big nice. time. Daniel Bard like was in his wedding or stag party wow. or something. Yeah, huge Red. So if you're out there, you bump into him on the street. Introduce yourself because yeah, he's well, gonna be. Uh, Hey, listen, uh, keep it up. You're raking. It's fun to watch. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And uh, wants to retire here. You hear that? Okay. There you go. <laughs> Christian Vasquez, Red Sox catch on the TC and Company podcast. We'll be with you again next week. Thanks for checking it out.